بشیر جو سر بسر ہے کلام ربی وہ میرے آقا کی زندگی ہے یہ سب تمہارا کرم ہے آقا بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ریڈیو رمضان 87.7 ایف ایم میں ہوں آپ کا ہوسٹ زبیر اکرم پروگرام ریفلیکشنز لے کے آج نو رمضان مبارک کو ایک دفعہ پھر آپ کی خدمت میں حاضر آج حسب سابق ہمارے مہمان ہیں شیخ رضوان محمد جو ہمیں اس صورت الروم جو کہ تیسویں صورت ہے قرآن حکیم کی اس کی ہم پہلی تقریباً پندرہ سے سولہ آیات کی تفسیر اور اس پہ جو مباحث ہیں ان پہ گفتگو کر چکے آج انشاءاللہ سولہ سترہ اٹھارہ اور انیس زیر بحث رہیں گی آیات ان آیات کی تلاوت اور ترجمہ سنتے ہیں اور اس کے بعد ہم شیخ سے اس پہ گفتگو کریں گے بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم In the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ يَوْمَئِذِينَ يَتَفَرَّقُونَ And the day the hour appears, that day they will become separated فَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَهُمْ فِي رَوْضَةٍ يُحْبَرُونَ And as for those who had believed and done righteous deeds, they will be in a garden of paradise, delighted. But as for those who disbelieved and denied our verses and the meeting of the hereafter, those will be brought into the punishment to remain. فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ حِينَ تُمْسُونَ وَحِينَ تُصْبِحُونَ So exalted is Allah when you reach the evening and when you reach the morning. وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَعَشِيًّا وَحِينَ تُظْهِرُونَ And to him is due all praise throughout the heavens and the earth. And exalted is he at night and when you are at noon. He brings the living out of the dead and brings the dead out of the living and brings to life the earth after its lifelessness. And thus will you be brought out. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ And of his signs is that he created you from dust. Then suddenly you were human beings dispersing throughout the earth. صدق اللہ الدین کچھ آیات پچھلے سیشنز کی تاکہ ہم اس کا تسلسل برقرار رکھ سکیں کہ جس روز وہ سعد برپا ہوگی اس دن سب انسان الگ گروہوں میں بٹ جائیں گے جو لوگ ایمان لائے ہیں اور جنہوں نے نیک عمل کیے ہیں وہ ایک باغ میں شاداں و فرحاں رکھے جائیں گے اور جنہوں نے کفر کیا ہے اور ہماری آیات کو اور آخرت کی ملاقات کو چھٹلایا ہے وہ عذاب میں حاضر رکھے جائیں گے بس تصبیح کرو اللہ کی جب کہ تم 
जबकि तुम शाम करते हो और जब सुबह करते हो बस तस्वीर करो अल्लाह की जबकि तुम शाम करते हो और जब सुबह करते हो आसमानों और ज़मीन में उसी के लिए हमद है और तस्वीर करो इसकी तीसरे पहर और जबकि तुम पर जहर का वक्त आता है और जबकि तुम पे जहर का वक्त आता है वो जिंदा में मुर्दे को निकालता है और मुर्दे में से ज़िंदा को निकाल लाता है और ज़मीन को उसकी मौत के बाद ज़िंदगी बख्शता है इसी तरह तुम लोग भी हालत मौत से निकाल लिए जाओगे उसकी निशानियों में से ये है कि उसने तुमको मिट्टी से पैदा किया फिर यकायक तुम बशर हो के ज़मीन में फैलते चले जा रहे हो सदीम अलैक्म शेख वरम्ह वर्कात Sheikh uh, yesterday we ended the ayahs uh, or the or the the meaning where we said that there will be on the day of judgment uh, people grouped into the categories of what they had earned um being good or being bad mm. and these groups uh farraqu they they will be separated they will be as you said termed they will be sieved Uh, mm. and um once that that happens uh allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us saying that if you if we want to as if um refrain or if we want to be part of the the better group what we need to do is tasbih have tasbih of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. uh, is that a good link with the the last ayah that we did uh, i know we were a bit rushed because there was only a few minutes left يخرج الحي من الميت سوري وله الحمد في السماوات والارض وحيا وحين تظهرون فسبحان الله حين تمسون وحين تصبحون so people who want to um, uh, earn the 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 pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be on a better group this is what they will be doing so glorify Allah in the evening and the morning or does this ayah have a different meaning from it So Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So the the way that you explained it, it could be a possible um link, but I think what's clear is this differentiation takes place between the people of paradise and hellfire based upon actions, based upon you know one group you can imagine accepting the um promise of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala as being correct, which is you know the fact that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide um you know an opportunity for people to argue their case on the day of judgment you know if you feel that you have something good that you've done you you'll be able to speak but also you'll your your hands your feet your eyes everything will speak either for you or against you um sensibly against you because you'll be saying something and, and your body will be saying something else and so these two groupings these two um differentiations between people of paradise and hellfire and the and the kind of experience of those you know one which is in a continual state of happiness and elation and um and um surra which is like this kind of idea of 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 intense pleasure which is perpetual as well in the arabic yuhbarun means this perpetual state of of farah perpetual state of elation not something that is just like a title but as a, a completely enveloping constant state whereas when allah describes the 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 hellfire and the punishment you know al adab allah says that those people will be muhdarun will be present almost like a title they're the people that are muhdarun you know awake and experiencing this torment and so after giving that which is these kind of two contrasting pictures which the quran always does which is part of targhib and tarhib you know one is targhib which is to give you something to look forward to and something to work towards and something to aspire to on the other hand tarhib which is to strike fear into your heart by saying if you don't do this then there's something else waiting for you again as related mm. to liqa'i rabbihim as related to meeting their lord because you have to either answer for good or bad and so when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you know this verse that comes next is fa subhanallahi hina tumsuna wa hina tusbihun it's almost as if it's you know in arabic you call it istinafi istinafi means it's a sentence which comes out 
without any direct correlation necessarily with, with what is prior to it. Or you could say, because you have a fa here, fa subhanallah, you can indicate this idea that there is a very deep connection because of this, because of the fact that God separates two groups of people into people that gain pleasure or pain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and because of this, glory be Allah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, beyond what they say, because subhana is always a response to something. Whereas alhamdulillah, you know, when you say alhamdulillah, which is actually going to come up later, it, it just needs to be stated. And in fact, you know, I'll actually explain it if I remember when we come to alhamd, alhamd bit, we'll explain mm. that. But subhanallah always, you know, whenever you hear subhanallah, there's something happened prior to that. There's a story behind this. Mm, mm. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. So in the Quran, if you see subhanallah, you're thinking, why did the Quran use subhanallah? It's a response and it's a response to an unbefitting statement or unbefitting action of a person or a group of people which needs to be defended. Allah is defending himself subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. So this happens a lot when you know people you know say that Allah has taken a son. Subhana. So these, Allah says, Subhana, exalted be Allah beyond what they're claiming. In other words, it's a response, it's a rebuttal of that. And here, Subhanallah, for Subhanallah, is the same thing. So, response to what? It's a response not to the previous two verses, but to the this whole thing that they will not be brought to life again. Hmm. Because this kind of, again, if you look at it, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, Allah yabda'ul khalq thumma yu'iduhu. That it's God that will, you know, has started the creation, and He will repeat it again. Thumma ilayhi turja'un, and it's as if there's people saying, "Well, no, we're not going to be re returned." For Subhanallah, for Subhan, you know, it's like, you know, how how dare you, you know, how dare mm. you say that the one that has that is created from no previous form and can repeat it. That you will not come back to him. Within that, I, I understand this aspect that yes, subhanallah, but also when because al masa and sabah, which is basically the, the verbs that are used in the context of what is masa, which is evening and morning. This indicates a cycle of time. You know, the cycle of time, day and night, the twenty-four hours. The, the 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 whole cycle of coming up, waking up, having breakfast, going through work, going to sleep. It's the time within which you do your actions. I'm sure you understand that that's the case. That when people believe and do good actions, as the Quran says here, um, you have to do it in a place, a time. You have to do it morning or evening or in between. So Allah is saying, look, how can you not, how is it possible that you will not be brought in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Exalted is he above this when he deserves to be recognized and exalted in the, in the evening and the morning. And evenings in which you do good and bad actions and mornings within which you do good and bad actions. So this is why you're saying subhanallah, because... You know, within it is this, you know, understanding and acceptance of the fact that Allah is in, in, in complete judgment over everything you do within the life cycle that you have, within the time, time period that you have. And, and so this is very deeply connected because the moment I hear SubhanAllah, I'm looking to what just happened. Hmm. And it doesn't have to be just before it, it can be a couple of verses before it, some kind of denial some kind of um, claim that is false, some kind of assault upon the divinity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his attributes, something of that nature requires a response, subhanallah. So for, for before that day establishes itself, mm -hmm. uh, there is a denial of this day. Mm -hmm. and yeah, from, absolutely, there is, yeah. There's a denial of the day, right? So people either through their actions or their beliefs. Yes, yeah, so Allah does say, 
So when it says, and then at that time, the end result of the people that do evil will be a bad ending. And hmm. because of the fact that they called lies against the signs of God, they were just mocking them. Allah That God hmm. brings creation into being and then He repeats it. So that's it. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 this is this is the response in for Subhanallah. Yes, yeah, so for me, it's Subhana is always an an exaltation, elevation of God, as a response to false claims. So it's it's not it's not just the case. Uh, it's well, it is the case, right? And it isn't. The, this is probably not the correct understanding, where people have started to with this say there is. A, a, uh, zikr of Subha and Zikr of Sham is mm-hmm. from this ayah? Yes, so that's also one of the meanings. But again, that's, you know, when you're looking to do tafsir, you're looking to connect it with the context and the, and the um, you know, the, 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 the run of the verses and the, and the image and the idea and the message that's been given. Mm. Because in, in, uh, in tafsir, you have this idea that you can take a verse Outside his context, sometimes because it's so universal, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, there's verses that are completely universal and don't need to be connected to anything else because they just make sense in and of themselves. You know, you can take them in any context, and you don't need to know the beginning and the end of what's happening because they make complete sense as they are. So, she can any tasawwuf discipline, most of them, or or scholars, they have. Prescribed Azkar Subha and Azkar of the evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are quite a few compilations of them. Uh, of, uh, you know, the, the morning Azkar and the evening Azkar. Mm-hmm. Has it got the basis of this in this in this ayah? Yes, yeah, so there's Azkar al-Masa and Azkar al-Sabah. So there's a whole, um, what we call a Wird. Wird is like a something that you do regularly but literally means to go and, and drink water from a well you know the prophet ali used to do adhkar in the morning and the evening it's one of the prophetic um you know litanies what you call habits mm. that the prophet used to do which is you know before laying down to sleep he would have adhkar and before he would um do his daily chores he would have adhkar in the morning as well Mm. And so this is, you know, what we call this, we call it adhkar, adhkar would be ghidha. It's like a type of nourishment, a type of sustenance, a type of fuel that you have to nourish yourself uh, during the day. And, you know, all great scholars like Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he used to, his um, adhkar for the morning was actually, once he prayed Fajr, he would sit and recite Al-Fatiha, Surah Al-Fatiha, all the way up up until the time of Istishraq, all the mm-hmm. time until the, the point that you pray Istishraq. And uh, Imam Bazar, when he mentioned this, he said he asked him, and he said that this is the this is the fuel and the sustenance through which we get through our day, like breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, like people say we had a good breakfast or energy bar. You know, there's soul, there's bar energy bars for the soul, which is adhkar. And mm-hmm. so yes, there's adhkar al-masa and sabah. But they, again, they, there's what I was talking about. Evening and night are the two extremities of the twenty-four hour cycle. You want to wake up in a good way. You want to go to sleep in a good way. Hmm. Do you understand? When you when you lay yourself down to bed, you want to go with the adhkar of, of, of sleeping. And when you want to wake up, you know, you want to do the adhkar, you know, glory be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's, you know, a praise to him who has brought us back to life after our death. And to hmm. him will we be resurrected. That's the dua the Prophet needs to make. So that, as well as a continual litany of adhkar, is, um, you know, is taken indirectly from this verse as well. وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَعَشِيًّا وَحِينَ تُظْهِرُونَ And he, uh, his is all the praise in the heavens and the earth and in the afternoon and when the sun begins to decline. Is it mm. specifying some prayer times or is it a general thing? So again, you would, you'll have scholars that will say, well, عَشِيًّا is obviously Salat al-Isha, which is the, the, the late night, midnight prayer or the late last night prayer. And Tudhirun is the is the dhuhr, as as you know, mm, mm. and so people say, well, this indicates, but it doesn't really indicate that. What it's what it's saying is it's it's ex- explaining the different 
time cycles. So, Masa and Sabah are basically the extremities of day and night. Ashi and, 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 and Zuhar, which is Isha and Zuhar, are again, they're in, these are two times which are in the midst of your activities. So, mm. Isha is when Prophet used to, you know, frown upon people staying up after Isha to speak and converse. Mm. Because, you know, up until Isha and at the time of Isha is fine, but after that it's time for sleep and rest and and your own adhkar and dhikr. Um, Adhuhr is again a time of intense, as you know, um, interaction with human beings, work, and all the worldly things that you do are around Dhuhr time, midday, which is the hmm. time when you, you know, in pre-modern societies you had no electricity, so that's the time when you're starting to maximize your work. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning those two times, not specifically in terms of prayer, because then you would have to mention other prayer times. Hmm. You know, why does Dhuhr and Asr and Isha? Here it's saying, وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ And, to, and to, to God belongs the most complete of praise. فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ In the heavens, in other words, He is deserving and gets, and gets the most perfect praise. And also in the, in the earth as well. So there's this kind of interesting that he has hamd where there's there's kind of um Yeah, but look at the look at what's happening. The hamd is a thing. And when Allah is saying he has all praise, and before you go into that, Imam I think it's Imam Imam Mursi, Abu Abbas al Mursi, he was explaining, you know, one of the Grammarian Grammarians it's an interesting thing because I read somebody a student sent it to me, it didn't make sense to them. So they sent asked me this question. Um, last month, some point, and the, the, it was about al- alhamd, which is a basic mm-hmm. thing. What does what does alif lam here mean? Alif lam al is like for the, the mm-hmm. praise, literally. Mm-hmm. But in Arabic, you have numerous, like up to like ten different usages of al alif lam. Um, it can be for ahad. It can be for istighraq. It can be for jins. Numerous things. Um, so it can be. To mention something that you knew about in the past So you can say something like You know, I saw a postman And then the postman came So a postman and the postman The same person But before you knew him You said a postman When you saw, when you mm-hmm. saw him later You you say the postman So alhamdulillah Alif Lam here You know um, They were saying Well, what does it mean? And You know The, the grammarian said Well, it's the kind of it's this kind of idea that it's the it's the it's the hamd that everybody knows that God deserves. Hmm. So alhamd, and Abu Mas al Mursi, who was a, who was from you know a spiritual person, he said, no, this is not the case because the alif lam here is for um, you know complete um, envelopment of hamd itself, without it requiring anybody to do hamd, without a human being or an angel saying. To Allah that you deserve praise Because when God knew that He said when God knew that nobody could praise Him As He deserved to be praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised Himself hmm. So He actually In one context He actually said It's actually for Ahad you know, Which is to say that God praised Himself And He praised Himself by Himself Because nobody else will be able to praise Him As He praised Himself hmm. And so hmm. there's this very deep deep understanding of Alhamd What is this Alhamd? This hamd is a deep, deep discussion. In fact, I'm going to actually try and pick this up because it was a, one of the students sent me, sent me this and they asked me about it. And um, his is all praise in the heavens and in earth. So I'm actually going to look at this because it's actually yeah, yeah. it's actually annoying me because this student did send me. He always asked me questions about grammar. Um, so his is all the praise. Yeah, it's ahdiya. Yes, ahdiya. So it is. So he says, لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى لَمَّا عَلِمَ عَجْزَ خَلْقِهِ عَنْ كُنْهِ وَحَمْدِهِ أَزَلًا حَمِدَ نَفْسَهُ بِنَفْسِهِ <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I missed that when he sent me the question. And then I, a couple of days later, I read his, read his message again. I explained to him what happened. Because, mm-hmm. you know, usually in grammar they say with the alif and lam is for jins, which is... Um, it means that God, you know, deserves all perfect praise. Mm-hmm. And this this spiritual man, he said, no, it's not that. It's it's the type of hamd that has been done before. 
And the only thing about it being done before is it's done by Allah by himself for himself. And why did he do that? Because he knew that nobody else could praise him as he deserves to be praised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is like a bombshell for the grammarians because that's a deeper explanation that anyone can else can give. Because they never thought it was Ahad. But it's mm-hmm. God praising himself in eternity. No, the thing I was mentioning is, وَلَهُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ This is the, the time. No, sorry, this is space. So Allah deserves um, praise in the most perfect sense. In space, in place. Mm. So heavens, mm. earth, you know, earth, Mars, you know, sun, everywhere the cosmos, the black circle, black holes, everywhere. And then you have and also in terms of time. So the way that we understand understand existence actually is time and space. only through time and space. Yeah. And so Allah is saying he has the most perfect praise in every single aspect of your perception of anything that has ever had any existence, which is time and space. Six dimensions. So you break the dimensions because this is stretching it to all the the possible um, vessels. It's not 3D, it's not 4D, it's like, it's beyond, beyond the space. Yeah, so if, if you want to say to what degree does God deserve praise, remember praise is not like subhanallah is for a response to um, uh, um, an untruth, a lie, usually. Yeah. Hamd is just, uh, you know, a praise which is for no reason, except that the the thing is being praised for a quality. Like the Prophet is called Al-Muhammad, is called Muhammad mm. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or Mahmud or Ahmad, mm. or Hamid. You know, mm. all these names are for the Prophet the praiseworthy, the praised one, the one that is multi- ultimately praised, the one that is perpetually praised in the heavens. So all of these are because of qualities, mm-hmm. not as a response to slander or misinformation or lie. This is to do mm. with a deep, deep quality. So when Allah says, mm-hmm. It is saying that this praise which he deserves for his qualities is such that it spread, spreads over into all the axes accesses of human experience, time and space, mm, 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 and so mm. then that in, in, in indicates complete coverage of the the amazing qualities of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And then obviously mm. the next verse mm. gives mm. you Abini, reasons. Abini, Abini, Abini. Abini. Uh, karo Allah ki. जबके तुम शाम करते हो और सुबह करते हो आसमानों और जमीन में उसी के लिए हमद है और तस्बीह करो उसकी तीसरे पहर और जबके तुम जोहर पर वक्त आता है जबके तुम पर जोहर का वक्त आता है सो सामिन इस वक्फे पे जाने से पहले बस मैं अपनी जुबान में इसको समझ के शेख के सामने रखूंगा और यानी अल्लाह ताला इस आयत करीमा में हमें समझाते हैं कि बस तस्बीह करो अल्लाह की जब तुम शाम करते हो और सुबह करते हो और वलाहुल यह है फसुबहानल्लाही हीना तुम सुन और हमें आज जो समझ में आया वो ये कि तस्बीह में और हम्द में फर्क है جب تسبیح کی جاتی ہے اللہ تعالیٰ کو سبحان اللہ کہا جاتا ہے سبحان اللہ اللہ پاک ہے کسی بھی عیب سے سبحان اللہ اللہ کی ذات پاک ہے کسی بھی عیب سے کسی کمزوری سے کسی ایسے معاملے سے کہ جس سے ہمیں شائبہ گزرے کہ اسے کسی چیز کی محتاجی ہے تو ہم کہتے ہیں سبحان اللہ اور بالعموم یہ اس وقت کہا جاتا ہے کہ جب کسی کفر کرنے والے نے کسی کج ذہن نے اس چیز کا انکار کیا ہو کہ اللہ تعالیٰ قدرت رکھتا ہے دوبارہ پیدا کرنے کی اور اللہ قدرت رکھتا ہے آخری دن کو قائم کرنے کی اللہ قدرت رکھتا ہے انسانوں کو اور مخلوق کو پیدا کرنے کی یا ان کو سسٹیننس دینے کی یا اللہ کی مخلوق کو رزق عطا کرنے کی جو اللہ تعالیٰ کی استطاعت ہے اس میں 
नाउज़ बिल्ला कोई कमी है तो उसके रिस्पॉन्स में हम कहते हैं सुबहान अल्लाह तस्बी की जाती है अल्लाह की वो तमाम ऐबों से पाक है तमाम कमज़ोरियों और आलाइशों से उसका कुछ लेना देना नहीं है और उसके बाद ये कहा गया है कि वलाहमदुफ़समावती वलअर्द व आशीजन वहीनतरून के उसी के लिए हमद है हमद का हकदार सिर्फ़ और सिर्फ़ ज़ात खुदाबंदी है और उसकी हमद बग़ैर किसी वजह के है इसकी हमद इस वजह से है कि वो खुदा है कि वो पैदा करने वाला है वक्त और ज़मान की क़ैद के बग़ैर ज़मान और मकान की क़ैद के बग़ैर और तमाम ज़मान और मकान को कवर करने के लिए इस आयत का जो हवाला है वो मुस्ंद है कि वाहमदुफ़समावती वलअर्दी वाशीन वहीनतरून मैं उसी के लिए हमद है आसमानों और ज़मीन में उसी के लिए हमद है और तस्वीर करो उसकी तीसरे पहर और जबकि तुम पर जहर का वक्त आता हो तो यानी ज़मान और मकान की कैद के बग़ैर उसकी हमद है इसलिए कि वो खुदा है इसलिए नहीं कि उसने कुछ किया है सिर्फ इसलिए कि वो खुदा है शेख इज़ा दैट्स परफेक्ट दैट इज व्हाट यू सेड बेस आई मीन बेसिकली इन रैंडम सॉर्ट ऑफ वे यस इंशाल्लाह चलिए मजबूरी है एक वक्फे की और उसके बाद दोबारा गुफ्तु जारी रखते हैं रिफ्लेक्शन मोहम्मद जी फैसल जिस शान तो शाना सब बनिया जिस वेलकम बैक रिफ्लेक्शंस एंड वी हैव सूरत रूम सूरत रूम थर्टी सूर ऑफ कुरान verses 17 to 19 inshallah the, the next verse uh, sheikh um after walahu alhamdu fi samawati wal ardi wa ashiyan wa hina tuzharun um is uh, we have where is it gone yes here so the 19th yukhriju al hayya min al mayyit i'll leave that with you now inshallah to to start yeah bismillahir rahmanir rahim yukhriju al hayya min al mayyit so I mean when Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he deserves praise so praise is obviously on the on the back of qualities that are praiseworthy so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was praiseworthy because of the generosity the courage the persistence the benevolence that he had sallallahu alaihi wasallam and so he was called Muhammad Mahmud Ahmad Hamid and all these beautiful names of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam um Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond that in terms of recognition of his amazing most beautiful most perfect most um illustrious of qualities and so you know if you want some of those then the example comes straight away when allah says that you know he has he deserves a praise beyond time beyond space there is the the need to provide some kind of evidence for that and the evidence comes straight away which is the whole process of creation itself um and so you know the you know if you if you have uh, you know i think it was mercedes and bmw i think mercedes is slightly older than bmw in terms of i don't know if you know it looks like it. I, i don't know but yes it looks like it <laughs> why does it look like it because the mercedes the structure is older no BMW no not that more, no more no <laughs> mercedes was founded before bmw yeah 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 and so there's there was this campaign that mercedes did um so mercedes did an advertisement campaign praising BMW for being 
second. You know, mm-hmm. you know, being being established after um, Mercedes, meaning Mercedes has more class, Mercedes has more experience, more history, more culture. You know, mm-hmm. so it's indirectly a way of praising itself. So Mercedes praised itself by praising its opponent, by showing the opponent that they're not as good as the person praising. So one of the ways of praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to show what his creative, creative capacity is. So basically BMW was being told, you basically copied you know, um, Mercedes, we set the trend, we set the technology in place, you basically copied. Hmm. And so when Allah wants to praise himself subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran Allah gives examples of things that no one else can do hmm. he brings out life from the dead yeah and and so hmm. you know people could say you know I can kill a living person anyone can kill a living person <laughs> he just his history is full of um, cultures and societies I mean mostly godless um, you know the statistics on um, religion, religious mm. wars and not irreligious wars are quite stark, stark because they show that only about six percent of people, or six percent of wars in human history were religious wars. So most people kill for the wrong reasons and usually for irreligious reasons. And so that's a side point. Anyway, Allah says. Yes, yeah, so, so Mercedes is eighty six, eighteen eighty six, and BMW nineteen sixteen. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, how many years is that a difference? So it was an interesting marketing ploy they did. Hmm. But the point was that they're showing like, the praise belongs to the one that starts the, 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 the whole process in the first place, has more history. Hmm. Because the person that comes second basically copies and pastes most of what, you know, is learned before them, all the hard work, research and development, you know, is done by the previous. And this is why it's not, it's not, um, it's not um, a bad thing that, People copy you. You know, I I had um, I I did a blurb for a couple of courses, and then I saw somebody doing a similar course with the same blurb. They actually took my whole blurb explanation of what the course was for their own course by using my blurb, and it was quite it was quite um, it was quite. I was very happy that somebody else didn't take the time to write their own explanation of their own course and just took my course uh, mm. explanation. You know, three paragraphs. <laughs> copy paste. So, Copy paste, not without any, you know, blushing or anything. So, you know, alhamdulillah, it's good. It's good to be. Kaise sharm tumko, magar nahi aati. No, I mean, alhamdulillah, it's, it's good, good work, isn't it? So, anyway, Allah says, "Yuhrij al-hayya min al-mayyiti," that God brings out the the living out of what is already dead, the dead, lifeless, and mayyit hmm. is like, you know, a, a a a corpse or something. It can be sand or dust. وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ And brings out um, the dead from the thing that was living. And also brings life and enlivens the earth after its death. And this is an example of, you know, the earth which is parched and drought ridden. You know, you see these uh, movies and, you know, nature channels and where you have a desert arena and then all of a sudden the, 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 the rains come. In the rain season, and all of a sudden, within you know days, you have this amazing flourishing of vegetation and animals and and life. But thing is, what's the cycle is controlled by controlled by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He brings the water, nourishes, mm. creates the ecosystem that is uh, inherent and, and 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 hidden within the earth. And this is the quality of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So, from one perspective, which is this the outward perspective, He does bring. Things that um, that are living out of things that were dead, and the opposite, which is not, you know, most people say, well, we can do that as well. But brings out the dead out of things that are already living. So just to praise Allah from that perspective of bringing life and giving death is amazing. But to tie it to this idea that if you accept this, that God is the only one that could have brought things into being from nothingness. Mm. It just goes back to that same thing. That this, this chapter is a lot to do with the signs that indicate that God will bring you back to answer on the Day of Judgment. So mm. people that disbelieve in the, in, the, in the meeting with Allah, there's a constant you know, touch point that's pr- presented in, the, in this chapter, which is You will be brought out of what? Out of your graves. 
dead, but then all of a sudden able to articulate and to speak. So mm-hmm. He brings forth the living from the dead and mm-hmm. brings forth the dead from the living. Mm-hmm. Is it just humans or is it also the crops and... Uh, because it, it, then it goes on to say and revives the earth after it's dead. Yeah, this, it's, it's a completely general thing. This is this idea of bringing life cycles, either dead out of death into life, or life out of death, is a thing of life cycles. So it's general because it does say, as you said, um, he brings to life the the, the earth after it's. Uh, this is like, and if I understand what you're asking correctly, you're probably saying, well. Is the general thing general, or is you know because it mentions the earth and it, and it mm-hmm. coming to life? Yeah. This in Arabic, this happens a lot in the Quran, where Allah gives a general statement, then gives you one example. Ah, okay. You just to bring it to your mind, because just to say that you know something is brought from life is brought death and death is brought life. You're probably thinking, okay, I need examples. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings life to the earth after it's dead. And the, the desert Arabs would know exactly what that meant. If you get rain in the rainy season, people flock with their with their, with their their livestock to wherever the rain is to be mm. able to take make use of the vegetation. Animals come and then there's a whole um, explosion of ecology coming to the fore there. Allah just uses that and says, But the thing is, it's also a more general thing because there is a hadith of the Prophet in which Um Khalid al-Aswad, um, she was the daughter of a very famous polytheist, you know, disbeliever in the Prophet in Mecca al-Mukarramah, you know, somebody in, entrenched in, in, in torturing and, and, and hurting the believers in, in Mecca. Hmm. And she became Muslim and she migrated to um, Medina al-Nawara. And when she was coming, as she entered the city, she came into the mosque and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi said, يُخْرُجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ Mm. He says Allah is the one that you know brings life out of death and death out of life. Mm. And what he meant was her father was spiritually dead. But mm. what happened mm. is from the dead you bring life. So this mm. is you know, there's a there's a situation where the Prophet used something which is not directly the meaning as a metaphor for the fact that you know people might not be physically dead but there's nothing inside them so you kind of you know, it's like there's, knock there's, knock who's there nothing hmm. there, there seems to be this this whole life is kind of um, enshrined in this um, how can I say the the contrast you know mm. the din hai raat maut zindagi cubs mm. bust mm. Um, there is spiritual cubs and then there is spiritual bust you, you you feel elated and you feel depressed. Um, you you feel energetic. You feel tired. Mm. And there seems to be this whole string in in this surah as well. You know, there is life and there is death. Mm. Anything on this topic of how to understand the contrast mm-hmm. of life. Yeah, so in English you have antonyms, which is just kind of the opposites of words you have in Arabic. You have jinas, which is to kind of pair things, either opposites or similar couplings. Um, in, in, in language you have that because we recognize one experience and when we contrast with another. So we know this person is living or dead. This person is white or black. So we, we, we classify things all the time, hot or cold, you know, rich or poor. You know, So we classify to know and the whole purpose of classification is to have knowledge hmm. remember when you when you say i'm happy or sad the purpose is there for yourself to know i'm in a good place or not or to tell a doctor i'm you know is it a sharp pain or a, a dull pain for example what's the purpose the doctor is saying okay if it's a dull pain it must be this if it's sharp pain, it's this you know if you got some kind of rash on your skin they'll say okay press it and see when you let it go does it stay white or does it the blood come back this is all to understand and to get to a decision about something. You know, mm-hmm. The opposites are there. It's essentially, we call them epistemic markers, which basically is like a fancy way of saying that they are ways of telling us and allowing us to know things by the opposites. So you know what cold is because you know what hot is. You mm-hmm. know what happiness is because you know what sadness is. You know what life is because you know what death is. 
You know what guidance is because you know what misguidance is. You know what sin is because you know what right action is. The world is created in in these kind of um, polar opposites, and in between everything fits. So between mm-hmm. happiness and sadness, between life and death, you've got you know people on the brink of you know almost non-existence. And so this verse, this or series of verses in this chapter actually plays on that a lot. Hmm. You know, of the extremities of night and day, the extremities of time and space, the extremities of life and death, um, all for a purpose, because that's the way that you start to know things and that's how you start to make decisions about things. And so there is hmm. a purpose there. There's a purpose so you can differentiate between this. Is this the same as that? So the Quran hmm. constantly you know, asks us to think, tafakkaru. Um, tafakkaru is essentially to start to think about different things we can identify and the reason for that is the Quran is, you know it's actually very interesting because it's as if it's training your training you to identify that not everything's the same mm-hmm. and this is quite a deep thing to do not everything is the same is the, the night like the 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 day is is um you know um you know life like death so is guidance like misguidance so that's the big jump that the quran always does you know so it brings you in, in in a way it's a blessing am i going to say okay in a way it's a blessing to be in a state of sin because only then you know what's what it's like to be not in sin it's not it's not a blessing but there is the the function of sin which is you know a couple of things come to mind which is the prophet said that if if you do not sin that god bring a, a, a people who would sin and then he would he would he would forgive them so it's a manifestation of god's forgiveness and there's also you know actually something came to me and just disappeared um yeah there's another thing i was i would say but this is the fact that you know Ibn Atta'il Iskandri radiallahu says that Rubba Dhambin Istawratha Al-Inkisar How many a sin which is created um, need, need, Neediness towards God Or brokenness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Like istighfar Is better than Ta'atin Yurithu Al-Istikbar Better than a, you know, a state of Good action And mm-hmm. obedience to Allah Which creates Kibar mm-hmm. Arrogance and ostentation and pride, because the function of function of sin is you know multitude functions. One of which is that God manifests his his, his quality of forgiveness. So how would you know al ghaffar al mustaghfir? How would you know all these words and their context unless you know that Allah responds to this the, the shortcomings of a human being? Another aspect is to recognize your own frailty that you're not godlike, that you have. Frailties. The other aspect of it is that you know by doing it, you create the the contrast between what is required of you, which is ta, which is um, obedience to God, and so this mm. is you know multiple multiple less reasons. Not to say it's a blessing, but you could say the function of being able to dis to disobey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is a necessary function of drawing closer to God. Hmm. Because the contrast again, the contrast, and this is where even like prophets of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they are sinless. So they have you know as Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, they have this quality of isma. Even they have to have some kind of encroachment into the boundaries of choice to be able to collect the ta'a which is good action, because they have to choose it. And even mm-hmm. Imam Abu Mansur al-Maturidi radiallahu anhu says that even the prophets are not um, protected from the inclination towards sin hmm. and therefore the ability to resist it because that is where you get the greatest reward. Hmm. It's like the Prophet hmm. Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, you know, um, you know, enticed. Hmm. And if he wasn't enticed in a real way, not just like a you know, kind of robotic way, he was really being enticed. And him pulling away was a means of him reaping the reward of a young man who could easily have subdued himself into sin or, or subsumed himself into sin more correctly. Mm. But he desired, des- desired not to due to the obedience he felt he owed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
سامعین ریفلیکشنز شیخ رضوان محمد کے ساتھ صورت الروم تیسویں صورت ہے قرآن حکیم کی جس میں موضوعات جو ہیں اس کی جو مین تھیم چلتی چلی آ رہی ہے وہ یہ ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ نے ہمیں اپنی ذات کا عرفان دینے کے لیے اپنی ذات کی پہچان کے لیے کانٹراسٹ اپوزٹس ایسی چیزیں ایسی چیزوں کی پہچان ایسی چیزوں کی شناسائی تھی کہ جیسے رات کے ساتھ دن گناہ کے ساتھ ثواب موت کے ساتھ زندگی اور اللہ تعالیٰ نے اپنی تعریف کرتے ہوئے یہ کہا کہ میں وہ خدا ہوں کہ جو زندگی عطا کرتا ہے اور پھر موت سے واپس زندگی کی طرف بھی لے کے چلا جاتا ہے ایسی زمین جو کہ بنجر ہو جاتی ہے اللہ تعالیٰ اس کو زندگی عطا کرتا ہے اور ابھی ہم نے شیخ سے یہ پوچھا کہ کیا گناہ کی کیفیت میں رہنا بھی کیا اللہ تعالیٰ کی بلیسنگس میں سے ایک بلیسنگس ہے اللہ تعالیٰ کی رحمتوں میں سے ایک رحمت ہے تو جواب یہی آیا کہ نہیں اس کو رحمت تو نہیں سمجھنا چاہیے لیکن صوفیہ نے ہمیں یہ بتایا اور دل کے امراض کی علاج کرنے والوں نے ہمیں یہ بتایا کہ کچھ گناہ ایسے ہیں کہ جو اللہ نے اس لیے رکھے کہ جن کے کرنے سے خدا کی طرف جاتے ہوئے خدا کی پہچان ہو جاتی ہے کہ جب آپ گناہ میں سے نکلتے ہوئے اللہ کی طرف واپس جاتے ہیں تو وہ جو راستہ ہے خدا تعالیٰ کو اس قدر پسند ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ نے اپنے نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے ذریعے سے ہمیں بتایا کہ اگر کوئی ایسی مخلوق ہو کہ جو گناہ ہی نہ کرے تو اللہ تعالیٰ ایسی مخلوق لے آئے گا کہ جو گناہ کرے اور توبہ کر کے واپس اللہ کی طرف جائے اور یہ مطلوب کیفیت ہے یخرج الحی من المیت و یخرج المیت من الحی و یخی الارض بعد موتی ہے و قدالی کا تخرجن یہ کہ اللہ ہی ہے جو زندگی سے موت دیتا ہے اور موت سے پھر واپس زندگی کی طرف لے جاتا ہے اور وہ خدا ہی کی ذات ہے کہ جو بنجر زمین کو زندگی عطا کرتا ہے اور اسی طرح سے وہ اللہ تعالیٰ ہمیں آخرت کے روز اٹھائے گا اور ہم اسی کی طرف چلے جائیں گے وہ قدالی کا تخرجون اور ہم زندگی کے بعد موت اور پھر موت کے بعد دوبارہ زندگی کی طرف چلے جائیں گے یہ خدا کی شان میں سے وہ شان ہے جو جس کی جس کا ادراک کرنے کے بعد ہم اللہ تعالیٰ کا عرفان حاصل کر سکتے ہیں شیخ دا نیکسٹ آیا دا لاسٹ آیا آف ٹو ڈے سیشن از دا ٹوینٹی well The Quran is pointing towards the fact that the signs are unending and they're only available for the people that reflect. Hmm. So what mentioned what was mentioned previously in the, in, in, the, in the chapter itself, you know, that this whole, um, you know, presentation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's um, majesty is for people that have this state of um, reflection, this state of Uh, introspection this this state of um, you know fikr so Allah says awalam yatafakkaru fi anfusihim do not then think and reflect upon themselves the reason you reflect is to find signs to find clues and a good way of thinking of ayat actually mm. you know other than the Quranic text which the ayah is actually yeah in fact even the Quran you can say it's a clue it's a clue towards the the, the truthfulness of the Prophet who brought the Quran upon his tongue so the ayat in the Quran are clues towards the truthfulness of the Prophet Ali wasalam, as is mentioned by um, the famous um, companion of the Prophet وسلم, uh, Abdullah ibn Rawaha radiallahu anhu in which he says even if God had not sent the signs clearly to mankind his existence and his the sight of him sallallahu alaihi wasallam would give you the message it's a clue isn't it it's a clue towards somebody's somebody's truthfulness mm-hmm. and so the ayat which are the signs and the horizons or within yourself are clues towards and pointers towards the existence of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so these whole set of verses wa min ayatihi 
and from amongst the saints. Meaning, this is just a snippet of a drop in the ocean of things that will point as clues towards the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator, sustainer, and nourisher of, of the heavens and the earth. And خَلَقَكُمْ مِّن تُرَابٍ That he created you, brought you out of something which is called turab. Turab is like dust. So this is going to be the first um, sign. And the interesting about this sign is that it's the first one in the cycle of how we come into being as human beings. It doesn't talk about heavens, it doesn't talk about the earth. It talks about you and your experience. The first thing that you experience is that he created you from turab. So turab is the, 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 the type of material that was used to create the Prophet Adam and his salatu wasalam. You know, so the Prophet Ali salatu wasalam, you know, mentioned that, that Adam was created out of bain al ma'i you know, this kind of between water and clay. So turab is this kind of soil and dust that we use to create clay that then is, is the is the basis of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses. And remember even modern perceptions of of how human beings came on earth, or in fact how living organisms organisms come on earth, all centers on exactly what the Quran says, that we came out of organic matter. Hmm. This is what you know the most advanced teaching faculty will tell you about where the origins of human beings are is from organic matter, amino acids, added water. You know, that's the two things. And what does the Quran say? The Quran always says, min turabin, min teen, um, min sulalati min teen. It mentions different types of clay and mud. And it also mentions the other component which everybody in science insists is the source of life, which is water. Hmm. And it is from water that we've created everything. You know, it is from water that we have brought everything into a state of existence. And so the first thing of his signs is actually the one that should catch the eye of people because it replicates exactly how we know things came into being. And all of a sudden, thumma is like this kind of thing, okay, God created you of, of clay. And then Allah doesn't say, and then, thumma indicates bang, you know, like this kind of thing of right away, before you just blink and what happens? And all of a sudden, you are these bodies. You know, here it says Bashar. Bashar is interesting because Bashar in Arabic, in the Quran specifically, is used when what you want to indicate is the, what you would call in Arabic, the jutha, the body, mm -hmm. the external uh, corpse of somebody. You know, the corpse is dead, but, you know, imagine a living being, the the bones and the flesh, that's what's meant by Bashar. Bashar is not used to indicate humans, it's usually used to indicate the body of a person, rather than anything else. And so Allah mm -hmm. subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we created, we, we brought you out of, um, you know, dust or clay, and all of a sudden your body's replicating, reproducing, you know, by... The inherent nature of the human reproductive cycle, you're ending up from from a couple who have created the process of um, reproduction to the point that you're now spread. Tantashirun. Hmm. Tantashirun is indicates indica indicative of space. So hmm. you're spread over the globe, recreating. But where from? From an initial you know, quality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is a sign, it's a, again, it's not God saying, you know, praise be to God who created you from, from clay or from dust. Mm. It's saying, min ayatihi. And the whole point here is not to say, okay, God created human beings from dust and now we're mm. just procreating on the earth. It's saying, this is a sign, whatever this is, is a sign. And so this will be the first verse of a number of verses that will say, and from his signs. And this is whole, the whole reason will be, essentially, to get you to think about the fact that at some point, the power that brought these things into being will also bring you back to him to answer for your deeds. It goes back to this whole thing of what's the purpose? What's, mm. the, what's, the, mm. what's, the, what's the why? What's the why of, of the whole situation? Mm-hmm. And from his signs is that he created you from dust and behold. Is it, is it indicating the, the total insignificance here 
and from something very insignificant you are this human being or is it a general statement that um, this is how Allah creates and this is a sign in itself no I mean there's there's numerous things because when Allah says min ayatihi you know from his signs it's indicating that you have to reflect and look for the there's lots of clues in every single you know if, if, if the Arabic just the just the basic etymology of the words, the morphology of the words, how they're structured, the 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 tonation of it. There's signs everywhere. You just have to keep looking. And so the most, you know, obvious one is just the fact that it gives you an idea of what Allah is saying. The truth is in terms of where human beings come from, mm. which according to science is is perfectly in line mm. with what we understand, which is that we're created from organic matter added to water, and that's the way that you know, um, you know, we come into being as living organisms. Uh, but also the other thing you mentioned is Turab, which is like, Turab is not something worthy of praise. It's a very lowly thing. Hmm. So in this, in the context of this verse, it doesn't necessarily, you know, in other verses, it does use an indication about soil and, and clay and dust as being an indication of the lowly nature of human beings. Hmm. You know, as Allah says, Hal al insani min dahri lam yakun madkura. So is there not to come upon human being at a period of time when there was something not worthy of of mention? And mm-hmm. so it goes on to mention the, the lowly nature of where the human being comes out of. You know, a kind of you know, kind of lowly organic matter in Genesis story. That's basically what human beings are. Here it doesn't indicate that. Here it's more to praise Allah and to also to put out this idea of, you know, a clue. What's the clue here? The clue mm. here is that you have a, a, a you have an origin. Mm. The origin came from somewhere. The origin had to, you had to, you know. That's for me. That's a reflective point, which is first of all, it indicates exactly how we understand creation to have come into being. The other thing is, if there's creation, there's a creator, mm. and so then. You might be tantashirun, you might be spread upon the earth, engaging in all the things that people engage in. And think about it, tantashirun indicates to me, you know, I'm thinking of every single country in the face of this earth with all the capitals, engage in all, all, all types of um, pastimes and enjoyments, not even thinking about the fact that there was an origin to their existence. You know, think of all the human beings doing different things at this moment in time, oblivious of the fact that there was an origin to their existence. Mm-hmm. And over and above that, that there's anything that they owe the one that created them, and mm-hmm. that for me is a sign because it's a sign of ghafla, it's a sign of heedlessness. And that's a, that's a contrast we were talking about previously, which is you know to have this deep deep ghafla indicates that there must be people that have the opposite, which is deep deep, um, what we would call probably taqwa, because it's awareness mm-hmm. of Allah is like the opposite of ghafla is taqwa, which is being aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single moment and knowing exactly what to do. Like Omar said, that the definition of taqwa is like to walk through mm. uh, a kind of um, a garden full of bristles and thorns, being careful that your clothes don't mm. tear. Mm. That's being aware of your purpose. Uh, so, I mean, reflections ka time is reflections time. Today, this session, we reflections mein humne یہ سیکھا کہ اللہ کا اللہ تعالیٰ کی پہچان دراصل ہماری زندگی کا مقصد ہے کیونکہ جب سوال کیا جائے گا من ربو کا کہ تمہارا خدا کون ہے تو ہمیں اس کی پہچان کے بارے میں جو سوال کیا جائے گا اس کا جواب تلاش کرنے کے لیے یہ ساری زندگی دی گئی اور اس پہچان کو حاصل کرنے کے لیے اللہ نے سورہ روم کی ان آیات میں جو ہمیں سمجھایا ہے کہ اگر دن ہے تو رات ہے اگر زندگی ہے تو موت ہے اور اللہ تعالیٰ کی یہ قدرت کہ وہ زندگی سے موت دیتا ہے اور موت سے زندگی دیتا ہے یہ اس کی نشانیوں میں سے نشانی ہے اور اب ہم نے جو آیات شروع کی ہیں وہ یہ ہے کہ وہ زندہ میں سے مردے کو نکالتا ہے اور مردے میں سے زندہ کو نکال لاتا ہے اور زمین کو اس کی موت کے بعد زندگی بخشتا ہے اسی طرح تم لوگ بھی حالت موت سے نکال لیے جاؤ گے اور پھر یہ والی آیت جو کہ آج کی نشست کی آخری آیت تھی کہ اس کی نشانیوں میں سے یہ ہے کہ اس نے تم کو مٹی سے پیدا کیا پھر یکایک تم بشر ہو کے زمین میں 
پھیلتے چلے جا رہے ہو کل انشاءاللہ ہم اس سے اگلی آیت کا مطالعہ شروع کریں گے اور وہ بھی بہت ہی ہماری زندگیوں سے بہت ہی ریلیونٹ بہت ہی خوبصورت آیت کہ جس سے ہم اپنی زندگی کے شب و روز کو سمجھ سکتے ہیں اور وہ یہ کہ اور اس کی نشانیوں میں سے یہ ہے کہ اس نے تمہارے لیے تمہاری ہی جنس سے بیویاں بنائیں تاکہ تم ان کے پاس سکون حاصل کرو اور تمہارے درمیان محبت اور رحمت پیدا کر دی یقیناً اس میں بھی بہت سی نشانیاں ہیں ان لوگوں کے لیے کہ جو غور و فکر کرتے ہیں فائنل فیو مومنٹس شیخ اینڈ جسٹ اے لٹل سمری آف وٹ ویو کبرڈ سو فار اینڈ ان شاء اللہ ویل اسٹارٹ اگین ٹمارو سیون او کلاک انٹل افطار ٹائم So this, uh, these sets of verses that we looked at today, kind of tying in from what we were doing previously, is all about, as you said, about the contrast that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. Allah creates life, creates death, creates ease, hardship, pain, and ease. You have colors, you have experiences, hot and cold, you have all these things, and you could just think that they're just there, but the whole purpose that God creates, these opposites is for you to... use them as signposts towards what you want to do and so in our normal lives you know we use these things to explain what we're feeling what we're doing what we need to do you know if you want to paint your house you say i want this color that color these are all indicators and so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the fact that you know that there's indicators and opposites for us to then get to the point that there is such a thing as guidance and misguidance there is such a thing as truth and falsehood There is such as people as godly people and ungodly people. There is such a thing as disbelief and belief. And in a society where you have people struggle to define male and female, obviously right and wrong, the Qur'an insists in a very clear way that the way that we navigate and, 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 and experience life and survive in the world is through opposites. How can you not accept that when it's to do with guidance and misguidance? And such a beautiful, simple, simple argument that everybody can understand it everyone accepts it and then the Quran always uses it in this kind of punchline where it mentions you know is guidance like misguidance is life like death hmm. no it's not so subhanallah dua mein yaad rakhiyega aaj ke liye itna hi inshallah kal dobara saath se lekar ke iftar waqt tak Uh, inshallah we will be back tomorrow 7 o'clock until iftar time until then assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh